Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Jim Lee. He is a financial futurist at Stratfi. He has 30 years experience in the financial world and is the author of the book, Foresight Investing, a complete guide to finding your next great trade. I have Alyssa Hecker. She is the go-to general counsel, collaborative partner, and creative problem solver for businesses and the arts and entertainment industries. And I have Pascal Darian. He is the CEO of the nonprofit Migraine Ireland and an avid athlete. The question I have for you, do bad bosses know they are bad? Alyssa, what do you think? A lot of times bad bosses know that they're bad, but don't care because they mm. just want to get certain things done and get it done their way. And other times, I think a lot of bad bosses don't. I think many bosses are either bad bosses because they're insecure about what they're doing and then they overcompensate and end up uh, having problems with their staffs or they just want to be everybody's friend. And that is something that causes a lot of problems. And they think they're being a good boss because they're being your friend, but they're actually not. Pascal, yeah. what do you think? I think that, yeah, I think some are in denial. They just don't know. Because I think being a boss become more a social posturing than anything else. It's a social status. And I mm -hmm. actually don't really care whether they're good or not. So it's where I think we spoke about that before, but I don't say they're not managing. I think they're damaging and they couldn't care less how many casualties mm -hmm. they have behind them. I think it's a short-term view because if you're really, really bad, you're going to be found out. And nobody will want to work with you anyway. But Tom... Um, Bad bosses also may have the right intent, but may not necessarily have the how to go about it. Mm -hmm. And it comes with experience and training and baseline. In my book, you should be a boss or have people you managing because boss can be have different reiteration. And I think you need to understand that or you're gonna really deal with human people, not commodity. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a huge privilege and a responsibility as well. Yeah. I agree with Alyssa. To be a really bad boss, you really shouldn't care about whether you're a bad boss. Something that I've kind of noticed over the last 30 years is that when you bring sort of drugs and alcohol into the equation, you don't get the feedback or accept the feedback that you need to have to get better. I mean, we're all humans. We all feel pain. So work is, is, is an incubator for stress. And then to a certain degree, substances will um, anesthetize you to your own bad judgment. And, and you can, in the short term, feel good without having anything to feel good about. Mm. And that's not going to help you. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like what we're saying is that some bad bosses don't even care. Like they just don't care that they're a bad boss. But let's say, for example, there's somebody who might be a bad boss. They do care. They don't realize it. What evidence is there that someone's a bad boss? What does that look like? Michael Scott, just look at the office. He thinks he's doing a great job and everybody's operating in spite of, and yet he's a sympathetic character. I mean, it's just, it's an interesting exercise in trying to figure out everything that could possibly go wrong and yet they still somewhat somehow succeed. But I do think that COVID has also amplified the issue of bad bosses made worse or Good bosses made bad, depending, because so many people ended up working remotely and the folks in charge might have felt like they were losing control. And then there are certain micromanaging things that came in or not. And I think that people had a hard time figuring it out, even now with a hybrid 
environment, it's difficult for bosses as folks are coming back. And I think a lot of it is adjustment. And I think Pascal kind of spoke to that a little bit in understanding your human capital as people with emotions and traumas and children and medical issues. And I think there needs to be a real balance now that was not really recognized previously. I think it's the bad bosses as well. as If you have a top-down approach and you're saying, oh, people are working for me as opposed to working with them. I think this kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't think there's a huge difference between what you are outside work or what you are in work. I think you bring your own personality. I don't want to overly generalize either, but if you're a bad boss, it's probably likely that you're not a nice person outside work either. Being a boss or not is not necessarily a uniform for me. It's just true. If you try to be a good human in society or at work and you, you project a strong value system, I think you're going to harvest the reward of it. If you're nasty and, and, and you're not necessarily a nice person, uh, I think it may work, but I think it's time bandit. I, I don't think you're going to be very successful long term. You're going to develop a reputation. Uh, I'm not saying you have to be nice and thugs and kisses all the time. But don't get me wrong. You have to make hard decisions. But lack of empathy, lack of understanding, insecurity, as Elisa was touching on. Uh, I haven't thought actually about the substance, but yeah, why not? Uh, especially in the finance, probably more in the finance sector. Mm. I think training and understanding why you want to be in that position. You know, I don't think it's power. I think you need to understand it's just to help people all along and you're part of an ecosystem to just play a role. I know myself, I'm the weakest link in my organization. Everybody knows more than me and just as well, mm. uh, because otherwise I would not work. Uh, well, you're now, a good I'm boss gonna... because you recognize that. You recognize yeah. that everyone has value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually your point, whether I'm good or not, it's not up to me to say, it's up to them. Right. Mm. So most of their bad bosses are very one-dimensional in their approach. They don't seek feedback. Jim, what's your experience with what makes someone a bad boss? I agree with Pascal. It's it's always good to start with being a good human. And if you're a good human, you're going to have a healthy work environment. So I've always felt that you can evaluate a boss or a leader or a manager by the success of the people that work for them. If, if mm. they're able to step up, develop, grow, bring their energy, and then develop the people under them, then you've got a healthy system. Mm-hmm. My experience with bad bosses include things like not trusting me to do my job, mm -hmm. not giving me useful feedback so I could grow, just telling me you're bad at this thing. Okay, well, how do I fix that? No data, no information. Micromanaging. I had a boss who used to show up on my conference calls and just sit there and judge me and take notes about how bad I did. And I finally got to the point where I told her, look, if you're going to be on these calls, you may as well run them and I'll go do something else useful. It's silly for both of us to be on these calls. I had another boss really early in my career who used to stand behind me and watch me work and then tell me, don't do that. Why are you doing that? And I, it literally wow. took me longer to do my job because I'd have to stop and explain to her, I'm doing it because, okay, yes, you can do that. It got to the point where I turned my computer so she could, and I would sit over the edge of my desk and work so she could not see over my shoulder because I could get more work done faster without her looking over my shoulder. Is there even a need for as much middle management now? As there was in the past, I mean, with, with access to information, if everyone knows what their job is, do they need to have that kind of supervision? And that's a good question. Like, how many layers do you need? I don't think there ever was a total need for it. And I guess to go back to the financial field, but it comes, I think, from banks because banks have so many different layers. And when folks were in the banking industry, 
permeate other industries, they bring those structures with them, like the vice presidents and the other, and this and that. I know I was in the music industry for a long time and we had someone from a bank come in and bring in his people. And all of a sudden the feel of the music agency, it, it was just lost. It became mm. structured like a bank and it was run like a bank. And so many people left because we just, we lost the, the whole soul of the company. And I feel like sometimes middle managers feel like they have to find things that make themselves relevant. Yeah. And in my experience, they get in the way, like just go away and let me do my job. If I need help, I'll come find you. They just justify, you have to justify your professional existence. In a corporate world, there's also a dichotomy in terms of narrative where they sell hugs and kisses. And then when you just join the door, you just need to become a clone and talk the party line and all this type of thing. So some of those guys fall for it. And I so emotionally attach to the corporate narrative that they would do anything to be a good boy or a good girl. And I, I think there's not a lot of intelligence going on there, let alone emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Those guys are just working through templates that are long gone. You would think in the 21st century, we would have moved on. No, you can still see it in industry, probably not in, as in music or, or non-for-profit because we are a flatter organization, so we don't have time to play little soldiers. But uh, I think in other organizations, when there's an element of fat in the organization, mm -hmm. it's probably due to a, a lack of structure or an efficient structure. And I would really question how those companies are structured and set up. Because if you have the luxury to have bad bosses, there's obviously something that's not working. I find myself wondering if bad bosses are like narcissists. If you wonder if you're a bad boss and are trying to you learn are. and get better, <laughs> that you're probably not as bad as you think yeah. you are. We don't have time to get into that because that is our 10 minutes. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.